Jesse Douglas Smith McGraw, and this is What Moves You with Jesse. I'm a transformative coach on a mission to share an understanding of how our minds work that challenges how we react to life and our thoughts. I love to share stories and common sense ideas that empower you to take charge of yourself in a way that brings immediate and profound change. What I know to be true is that we are all innately healthy and doing our best with the thinking we have available to us on a moment-to-moment basis. And waking up to this will change what moves you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. I have a question for you. Are you someone that has felt like you have kind of lost yourself a bit in the process of life? Even if you haven't, I'm sure there's something from this conversation today that you can take away. But I hear so often that folks who have you know, left long marriages where they felt like they kind of lost themselves in the process, or even younger folks who have kind of been following the ideas of who they thought they were supposed to be or following the kind of life rules that were set up for them for their from their own parents, you know, and they've gone to college and gone on to pursue different careers where they're like, just miserable because it's not really what they want to be doing. And they're waking up to that, which is wonderful. Um, Anyhow, so often, just in the process of life, we kind of get into these rhythms and habits of acquiescing to other people's ideas of what they want to do, right? And what they want you to do. I mean, even down to the food that you eat, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking about this kind of stuff with clients, (laughs) I have actually brought up the, I don't know if any of you out there remember the uh, movie Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts and uh, Richard Gere, but Julia Roberts in the movie with every single partner always ends up eating her eggs in the style of her current partner. And, uh, you know, it's kind of this running joke, even though it's not really a joke, because it's a great analogy for a much deeper, you know, thing. But uh, there's like this running joke through the movie that she always is asked, you know, what kind of eggs do you like? And she responds with whatever it is that her boyfriend or fiance at the time, you know, how they eat them. And so I'm going to give away the ending because you've had 20 to 30 years to watch it. (laughs) But at the very end, you know, she tasks herself to make eggs in like six to 10 different styles and tries them all and finally decides on the style of egg that she likes, which is very endearing, I think. Uh, but this is something that is really real for so many of us. And I wanted to share a little bit about a time that this was really real for me. 
You know, if you've been hanging around here for a while, you might kind of know this in the back of your head about me, but I'm going to share a bit of it again here. Uh, You know, at the age around 30, I had gone into a career that I thought was going to be the end-all be-all. I had a lot of ideas in my head around what it meant to have a career that provided safety and security. And when I was a professional dancer, you know, I was in the gig economy. So I was, you know, it was kind of like, oh, that was, even though it was really meaningful and purposeful and my deep desire and dreams being fulfilled of pursuing a career in dance, it was kind of like, you know, this is something you go and do until you find the thing that's consistent. And, you know, that's a lot. A lot of that is coming from the conditioning in our society all around the globe, but a lot in the States. So, you know, there's this idea that you find a job or find a career that provides you with, you know, a consistent income, a check every two weeks and health insurance and a retirement package and you stay in that job until your time is up, right? Until it's time to retire and then you move on. And I just remember when I entered into when I when I took the subsequent career after my my dance life in the entertainment industry, I thought it was going to be the solution to the anxiety I had lived in for most of my life because I attributed that anxiety to not having consistency in my finances. And I really believed at the time that that is where my safety and security came from. So on a daily basis, I felt a certain kind of low hum of anxiety being that I was in an industry that was up and down and inconsistent, right? So I became really depressed (laughs) when I realized that the solution to my anxiety was not this career that I thought was going to resolve it all. When I got in the job after a few months, man, I started getting whispers from inside that it wasn't right. And it really put me in a tailspin because I thought, holy crap, if this isn't the answer, then what is? And What was also really challenging about that is that I didn't want to pursue a license in traditional therapy, uh, which is what my college education had set me up for and what was kind of in my back pocket since I came from a family of therapists. And uh, going back to the world of dance as a dancer, I absolutely could have. And it just felt intuitively like that door had closed. So I really took a deep, well, let's just say I took a nosedive emotionally because I kind of realized, oh my God, I don't know what I want anymore. I don't know what this means. 
and I really felt like I had lost myself and I had to get to know myself again. And that was really disorienting and frankly discouraging. Um, yeah. Is this resonating out there? <laughs> Maybe if it's not even your current situation, but, uh, you know, I wonder if you've experienced something like this yourself sometime in your life. So I thought I would share what's possible, what is on offer for all of us as human beings to start to feel like you're kind of pulling yourself out of the slog of that feeling um, and getting to know yourself again. First things first, I think it's really important that you start to kind of get reflective on what are the ideas that you have about who you are and how you think life should go? Those ideas that you're belonging to in your head, do they light you up? Are they your original ideas? And it's not to say, you know, some people love, you know, you know that, like I said, the idea of finding a consistent job that you stay at for 30 years and then retire from, some people love that. So I'm not saying that there's no one answer here. I'm asking you to get reflective on what's important and what matters to you, to your unique expression of who you are in this life. You know? So in the process of me kind of coming home to myself, it was a lot of unlearning. It was a lot of kind of waking up to the fact that I had been really hustling inside of myself and in life, but also inside of myself, trying to make my life look like these ideas in my mind that I was told and conditioned to believe equaled a really safe and secure and happy life. Instead of belonging to what lit me up inside. So how do we begin this process? Well, you, you might already have some things percolating. But more often than not, I'll ask a client sitting in front of me, what do you know is true for you? What do you already know? What's important to you? They always have an answer. Always. And what's fantastic is when they start to see the truth and the importance in listening to that voice and honoring it, they start to spend a little less time negotiating with it. For example, I 
love a slow morning. Doesn't mean I don't work in the mornings. Sometimes I have clients in the morning. Sometimes I get right to working on my projects. But if up to me, I love a slow morning. My creative juices start to flow mid-afternoon. And I could be working on something till, well, frankly, two o'clock in the morning. But I try to start to wind down around 11 o'clock or midnight just so I can fall asleep at some type of a normal hour. (laughs) But when I started to embrace that, man, what a relief. Because for years, even in the beginning of me starting my private practice, I had so much judgment around the fact that I would be having a slow morning on a Wednesday and everybody else is at work already and doing things. And oh my God, I didn't even have a specific person to compare myself to that was pulling that off and telling me I should be doing things differently. I just had this made up idea in my mind that everybody was being productive and proactive at nine o'clock in the morning and Jesse was chilling out and being slow. What? (laughs) And the more that I've started to kind of get curious about what do you want, Jess? What do you like? What makes you experience more ease? The more I got curious about that, and honored it, took it seriously. Man, the cup runneth over. (laughs) It would fill me up, as you can imagine, because I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing life my way. And guess what? Because there's no pressure or judgment or shame going on inside of me, I stay in flow with this creative potential, this incredible life source energy that is flowing through us all the time. And because I didn't have any of that pressure or or, um, shame or judgment kind of being a stopgap or covering that potential up, the more I have discovered about myself and accepted it, the more flow and productivity and motivation I've experienced. The landscape to my career life has never been more varied and exciting and just, I don't know, all I see is this wide open field of opportunity. I've never engaged with it as much as I do now. I've never been healthier. Isn't that amazing? When I felt the need to do a little uh, anti-inflammation kind of reset, because I was feeling some aches and pains in my body and thought, you know what? My body's talking to me. I need to listen. If I had any kind of thinking, negotiating with that, I would get so caught up in, oh God, but what does it mean I'm not going to have and how annoying and da-da-da-da, and it would just create more pressure and stress and 
on and on and on. My boundaries are clear. My relationships are thriving. And all because I have come home to myself. And I honor that first and always before anybody else's opinions that have navigated their way into my mind. They still pop up. But because my relationship to my mind is very different these days, I see him and then I go, no thanks, I'm doing this over here. (laughs) I hope that helps. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, no matter what day you are in. And you start honoring that quiet little nudge inside that lets you know, hmm, I think I like poached over scrambled. (laughs) Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to What Moves You with Jesse. Let's stay connected. You can find more ideas and strategies on being human on my Instagram at What Moves You with Jesse. Sign up for my newsletter or learn more about working with me at WhatMovesYouWithJesse.com. And please rate and review the show and let us know what you think and what resonated. I read every single review, they mean so much to me. You can also call in on our hotline with your thoughts on what resonated there too. It is always live at 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. What Moves You with Jesse is produced by Mike McGraw and Tinker City Music. Now, let's take a deep breath and give ourselves permission to live in this moment for what truly moves you.